Who are the priests in the New Testament? Amen. 1 Peter 2, 5. You, talking about Christians, believers, are a holy priesthood built into a spiritual house. You are a holy priesthood. Through the the merits we have in Christ, we become a people functioning as the priests of the Old Testament who can bring uh, people to God by our prayers and our witness and testimony, and we can bring God to people by our testimony and by the Holy Spirit that is on our life. We are the priest in the New Testament. Every Christian has been elevated to that status in the New Testament. So you have this community of priests where whosoever will may come. I'm starting to think something. The city of refuge was a picture of a New Testament church. That's what I think. And I'll tell you a verse that I think is even more confirming for this is in Hebrews 6.18 where it says, talking about us as Christians, Hebrews 6.18, we Christians have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. He uses the idea of a city of refuge and he says that's what basically we've all come to. Pull that verse up there, Hebrews 6.18. We all as Christians have recognized somebody's after me. I, 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 have, a, I have a guilt I can't escape. I, the angel of death is pursuing me and he's gaining on me every day. Where will I go? Is there a place I can find refuge from the avenger of death? A guilty conscience, the law of God, the accusations of the enemy. Where can I go to find a refuge? And he says here, there is a hope. Hebrews 6.18, we have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. I think that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, as it proclaims the gospel and becomes a community of believers in Christ, where our sins can be forgiven and our conscience assuaged by the gospel of Christ's death for us, and the priestly prayers of its people can give us strength and grace and encouragement, and we find within the parameters of Christ's fellowship and the church that we find here a safety and a security we cannot find anywhere else. We need a city of refuge, and we find it in the church of Jesus Christ. Now, some see no importance for the New Testament Christian in these cities of refuge, but I tell you, I see not just importance, I see necessity, I see beauty, I see glory in this place. That these Old Testament cities are pictures of Christ and His church, and in fact, we are simply a small city for sinners to find security and safety in. Now, there's some lessons here that I think, and I just want to put these lessons before you. I've got five lessons I want to give to you. 
concerning these uh, cities of refuge. And I hope to take in all of you uh, this morning because I've got five groups that I think are lessons for. First, there's lessons here for the sinner. Now, I realize that we probably don't have any sinners today. But just in case you're here and sitting in the back, perhaps wondering, I want to give you a lesson, and it is this. You do not have to live looking over your shoulder in fear and guilt and accusation and a guilty conscience. There is a place you can go where you're just like the rest of us, and it's safe. But I want to urge you not to be casual about it. Hebrews 6.18 said, We have fled for refuge. What is fled? Does that sound like he's sort of taken a walk? No, he's running for his life. Do not take your spiritual condition casually. Flee. (laughs) Make it your single objective is to get to a safe place in God. Run from death and run from sin and run from guilt and run from your past and find refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ and the cross in the community of priests who believe in it. A lesson... Number two, here's a lesson for the preacher. I guess I'm preaching to myself here. But one of the things that they did, Deuteronomy 19.3, is you are to build a road. You're to prepare the way, is the way one version has, and the translations are varied on this. Prepare the way, prepare a road, build a road. But it means you've got to remove the obstacles and smooth the way. Folks, I, I think the lesson for the preacher is we, don't want, we should not be so complicated people can't understand what the gospel is. We should put it simply before them. Here is the way to God through Christ by His death on the cross. We can so complicate it and indoctrinate it that people can go to church, sit through a 45-minute sermon and walk away and not know one single thing about how to get right with God. Shame on me if that's the case. And I'm sure in some cases it has been. But Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, God gave Habakkuk a verse, a vision that is quoted three times in the New Testament, the just shall live by faith. And here's what he said. I think he's using the idea of the refuge cities. He said... I want you, Habakkuk, here's the vision, and I want you to write it so that he who is running may read it. In other words, put a sign up. (laughs) We're justified. We, We get right with God by faith, not by our own works and our own merits. So it is an invitation. It is a, uh, it is a lesson for the preacher himself. Third, There's a lesson here for the church. And the lesson would be this, that the church, out of all the places in the community and in the area, should be a safe place.
place to come. It should be safe for our children. It should be safe for visitors. It should be safe for sinners. It is a place where you can find refuge. Refuge. This is where I should feel most at home and most secured is in the church of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine now if here's a sinner running for his life. He's, I don't know, you see the guy there, the little guy? He's running, and there's the priest standing at the door. Come on, son, you can make it. Look at the arrows by the feet. They're shooting at him. The flaming darts of the evil one. Come on, son, you, you can get here. And he just gets in the door. And then there's some priest comes up, and they greet him. And say, come on over here. And uh, yeah, come on over here and talk to us. He gets over there, and they start talking to him, and then they start fussing with each other about the color of the carpet. Then they start fighting. And the the guy who's just been running from the whirling avenger of blood is like, what have I gotten myself into? I would ask you to help me keep this church on a high and a holy, safe plane for the honor of Jesus Christ and the good of sinners. We have a beautiful fellowship. And I'm not saying this because there is a problem. I'm saying this because let's never have one. Let's set it as our goal that when you walk through those doors, you'll know there's peace in this place. There's not much peace out there, but when you come in here, there's the peace of God that passes understanding that will be like, a, like an atmosphere that's in this place. You help me to do that, and we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. But there's a lesson here for the church. We must not get caught up in how people look or dress or smell. We had a guy coming to our service on Bristol Road and boy, I got to tell you, you know, it was like, welcome. Whoa. Glad to have you. But sometimes sinners smell like sinners. But he came in and he sat down and sat through the sermon and said amen, which is more than some of my Baptist brothers and sisters is doing. Here's what Numbers 35, verse 25 says. The congregation, this is the, the, talking about the priestly congregation in the city of refuge. Numbers 35, 25. The congregation shall rescue him from the avenger of blood. <laughs> I love that. This is, our, this is our job description. We are to rescue him. Here's someone chasing him. We are to be the place you can run into the arms of Mother Church. And we rescue you. And we're like this guy, stop. You can't come past here. They're safe with us. So it's a, it's a lesson for the church. A fourth thing is, this is a lesson for the backslider. Y'all know what a backslider is. Used to be, but not now. Now here's a verse. As you, If indeed, if I'm right here, and that, that these cities of refuge are pictures of the New Testament church, and I don't know why else God would give them, 
because these, these passages are important, and 1 Corinthians 10 does say that these things are written for, for our example, our, which is the Greek word type or picture. So what if, if indeed this is a picture of the church, then, then listen to this verse. This is a lesson for the backslider. Numbers 35, 26. If the accused ever goes outside the city of refuge to which he has fled and the avenger of blood finds him, he may kill him. Now what's the lesson for the backslider? Some of you have been in and out of church. You show up every once in a while. Well, here's the word to you today. You need to get in church and stay there. It's a city of refuge, and it ain't safe outside. The avenger of blood may be waiting on you, and you don't know when he's going to jump out. You can't just visit a church on occasion and be prepared for the crises of life and the temptations that can absolutely bowl you over. You need to get in, stay in. The Bible never teaches that a church is that which you're, you can visit. The, the Bible teaches, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, that we are baptized into the body of Christ. What is a baptism? Well, in baptism, you are immersed. You're put down under it and into it. So if the accused goes outside, he's no longer safe. It is inconvenient to get up every Sunday morning and go to church. Uh, you lose some freedom, but you don't forfeit your life. <laughs> you gain your life. You gain a sense of peace and security that you did not have when you were living out there and every darkened shadow scared you to death. Augustine said this, Let no one think that he has God for his father if he has not the church for his mother. Oh, pretty strong, Augustine. But why would you want to be out of a church anyway? I mean, I know there's people with imperfections in a congregation. But when it gets down to it, these are God's people. If you look at the priests, the, uh, and remember that it is the, the Levitical tribe, the line of Levites that were the priests. Well, you know who were the Levites? I went back and looked at some Levites, the priests the priest in the Old Testament and New. Moses. I'd like to know Moses. Quite a leader. He was a, he was a Levite. He was a priest. Phineas. What a hero he was. I hope you'll look him up and find his story. Phineas. Ezra. Ezra, after Solomon backslid and the temple was destroyed by the Babylonians, Ezra, after 70 years, led the exiles back and rebuilt the temple that Solomon's sin had brought judgment on. Ezra, he's the one who invented the pulpit. It's in Ezra chapter 8. What a great leader. Jeremiah, the passionate, on-fire prophet. Where do you find these people? 
in the community of the priest, the cities of refuge. They're the priests. Jeremiah, Ezekiel the visionary. Oh man, his vision of the, what a temple should be and what the city should be and what Israel would be and what God's people would be. This is Ezekiel, a visionary. Where do you find him? How about Zacharias? An older gentleman, him and his wife Elizabeth, prayed for decades for a baby, never gave up. Finally, God came to him in church when he was praying, and he said, your prayer is answered, you're going to have a baby, and you're to call him John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a Levite, a priest. And the Bible says, this is Matthew 11, 11, Jesus said, of all those born of women, there was none greater than John. Now, a contemporary of John the Baptist was a king. Herod the what? Herod the Great. Everybody knows Herod the Great. Says who? He's known as Herod the Great. Who called him Herod the Great? I don't even know, but Jesus didn't, and the Bible doesn't. You know who the Bible says is great? Herod tried to kill Jesus. Herod tried to kill, he used to want to kill all them little babies. Herod killed John the Baptist. Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 11, 11, Of all them born of women, none is greater than John. You don't know who's great until you get into a church and start to know people and start to be loved by God's people and start to have them pray for you and you go through trials together and you fall and they help you get back up again. You find out who the great people are. Why don't you call President Obama and ask him to help you? See if he'd run down from Washington and give you a lift. Or see if our governor would come visit you in the hospital. Call him up and say, would you pray? Uh, hello? Hello? Who is the great? Here are the great. There are people in this congregation this morning that you will never see in the newspapers. You'll never read about them in the headlines. But before God, they're like John the Baptist. They are just hardworking, godly people. And before the throne of God, there is a, there is a title, The Great. Because they're the priests. This is where you meet the people you're going to want to know and spend eternity with. What blessedness, what precious people are here today. And I'm glad to call them my family of God. There's a final lesson, and that is the lesson for the Christian. Just the Christian who just wants to know God and do right, sometimes failing. Here's uh, something that you should know about these cities of refuge. Um, Numbers 35, verse 25. In the Old Testament, the person who fled to the city of refuge could stay there and he was safe until the high priest died. I imagine someone who fled for refuge to one of these cities 
counting on the high priest being in good health. <laughs> you know, maybe every once in a while he hears a rumor, hey, did you hear it? The high priest is sick. Yikes. Hope he gets better soon because once the high priest dies, my stay in the city of refuge is over. But give me that verse in Hebrews 7.25. Look at this great verse. Our high priest, the Lord Jesus, he is able to save to the uttermost. Why? Because he ever lives to make intercession for us. He, this is a high priest who never dies and from whose community and city of refuge I never have to leave. I'm, I never have to be exposed to the avenger of blood again when I come to Jesus Christ, my high priest, since he ever lives. And if you were in the picture, the temporary, see, and that's what it was all about. It was to show you, look, there's a day coming. There's something coming. This is a picture of it. It's an imperfect picture at best but all oh, the one that's coming. The city of refuge. I, I'm done with my sermon. But I just praise God. Praise God for the community of believers. How precious, how wonderful, and how blessed it is to be a part of you. Amen, and I love y'all. I love you. I praise God for you.